Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everybody. Hello, it's just me. Just your favorite man of watches, the king of the watches, Mr. LJ himself is here. Hello, hello, hello. I know you've been dying to hear what I have to say. Or have you? God only knows. Okay, so um, let's get on with our episode today. We were talking last week about Gerard Perrigot, one of the better brands that's kind of in left field. You don't hear that much about them. And if you're not in the know, you're not going to really hear much. And I'm going to recap a little bit. Gerard Perrigot has been going since 1791 or two, off and on for all those years. And they became, they were up and down. They became a mass market brand in the 40s, 50s, 60s. And they were trying to do kind of one of these schizophrenic things like Jaeger LeCoultre did, like Ulysses Nardin did, where you can buy cheap or you can buy expensive. And the newer pieces starting in the 90s are very expensive and very well made. Now, GP used to use shield movements in their stuff and ETA movements. But if you can find a GP, with a movement made by them, that's the whole ball of wax right there because their movements are fantastic. So you get into the pre-owned market and GP didn't really hit it, start hitting it big, even though they invented quartz until the 90s. They came out with a series with really thick, uh, thick lugs, really cool looking watches. And from there, they have just completely aspired to be better and more beautiful, handsome, you name it, and they are. So in the pre-owned market, you're looking at 1,500 and up, and you find these chronographs, the 7,000, the 7,500. Um, some of them are automatics. Some of them are quartz. They're a very high-end quartz movement, kind of like in my IWC movement, which is a uh, step made by, uh, who the heck makes it now? I don't come back to me, but it's a really, really good movement. So the bigger ones are the 7,500. The mid-size now ladies are the 7,000s. The lower like 7,100 and that. 7,500 I think is man's and they're bigger. They have a big thick metal bezel. They have kind of squarish pushers and big heavy lugs. Now what really drove Gerard Pergo into the mainstream big time was Ferrari. They made a deal with Ferrari to bring out a Ferrari watch. And that did it. People started thinking, well, this is a high-end brand, man. They got Ferrari. And they jumped right in. They started making fantastic watches with really great movements. So if you can find a Gerard Pergo that has a real house-made movement, that's the way to go. You see a lot of the 90s GPs running around on the pre-owned market, and they're really good watches. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, but you're looking in the 2000 range, thereabouts, it starts to come up. GP has made some very interesting designs. Some of them I'm not so crazy about. Some of them I am. Like they have this, what do they call 1942 or something line. And they're smaller. They're tanks. They look like a, almost like a, um, like a 24, like a Patek Philippe 24, kind of. And they're really cool. Really, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of these 7,700, 7, 7,500, these 
big, beautiful, but they're very modern looking chronographs. They're, they're from the 90s. They're really nice looking. And I'm seeing a bunch of them in the $16,000, $15,000, $2,000 pre-owned. But what I'm really looking for is the better stuff. And you got to get into the, to the 2000s and above. Here's a 7,500, 75, lots of them with bands. Okay, so the one I was talking about, which is a tank, is called a 1945. And they've been making it a long time. They're making at least 20 years, maybe 30. And it is a design from their from their library that they made something similar in the 40s, 1945, and they brought it back. The problem that I have with it is they're very small. They're not big. They're just not big enough, in my opinion. you got to go bigger than that. Um, I'm seeing a lot of these 7,000, 7,500. If you're going to look at those chronographs by GP, make sure of the size. I made this mistake. I bought one I thought was absolutely gorgeous. It was a really good price. It was stainless and rose gold. And it was killer. Absolutely killer. But it was too small. It was, I think, 34 millimeters, which I can wear, but it's small. It's actually for a woman or a, or a midsize. Now, these 1945s, which are the tanks with the kind of kind of spiky looking lugs on the end, but they're very, very plain. They're not fancy. They, they have some that are absolutely beautiful. I mean, here's one, an automatic, $2,000. That's from my guy in Japan. Uh, so it's only stainless steel. So all it is is a stainless steel automatic. I'd like to see if he's showing the movement. Let's see if it's one of their movements or not. It's got a glass back case. Let's see what if I can see the back of it. Here we go. Can't tell. The picture is really bad. I can't tell. Uh, but it's still a great watch. But it's not going to look like much. It's going to look like an antique watch. It's not going to look new. And yet it is a new watch. And it is a high-end watch. So let's keep going. The 7000s are these big chronos with or without bracelet that... I've seen a lot of, I've owned them. They're really good quality. If it's your kind of thing, you'll love it. I mean, I love that piece. It was just too small. And if I was going to uh, keep it, I would have had to get a bigger version and they wanted a lot more money. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them. 7,000, 7,700. It's a very stunning look. But he, now here's what I like. Gerard Pergo has a brand, has a sub-brand called Richville, R-I-C-H-E-V-I-L-L-E, -L -L -E, and I really like their stuff. And they have a Tonneau chronograph that I think is absolutely beautiful, stunning. Now they have two versions of it, and you got to be really careful because when you look at pictures, they look identical. I mean, there's slight differences, but they look the same. The difference is size. The difference is movement. The 2710, which is smaller than the 2750, and I'll tell you the difference right now. Um, here's from my guy again, so I probably could have gotten some deal with this. 34 millimeters, so it's not big. It's only 1.3 inches. Um, not so big. The width is 20 millimeter for the lugs. It's got a 21,600 beat chronograph it's not automatic the 2750 is but you have a much better movement in the 2710 the 2710 has a lamagna movement 
which is a very, very good movement. Omega used them in their Man on the Moon and so on. Excellent movement. Excellent design. Has round pushers, manual wind. Has 1920 hands, those moon hands with the little circle in them. And it's a two-register chronograph. I mean, I like it, but it's small. You got to be ready for that because if you get the 2750, much larger. It's bizarre. And I'm going to find one and tell you how much bigger it is because it's pretty cool. I mean, I like both of them and I really was going to buy one. And the problem I had was I thought it was too expensive for what you're actually getting because what are you getting? A chronograph and a stainless steel case and you're paying a lot of money. So I thought that was not exactly a great deal. So I looked at it and thought about it. That was the watch I really wanted. But I thought if I'm going to spend 2000 and up for these things, used, pre-owned, I want gold. And the gold ones are five, 6000 So it was out of my price range. And I just said, nah, I'll take a pass. But you want the 2710. If you can handle this, the size is smaller. It's a better movement. In the 2750, you have an Eta chronograph movement, and I am told by my fantastic watchman, Ricky, that they're not as good. Nowhere near as good, but they're automatic, and it's larger. Now, remember, when you're talking about a chrono, you've got many more parts, many more things to go wrong. If you ever have it overhauled or cleaned, it's going to cost you a lot more money. Okay, here's my watch exactly. This, uh, this I had this one. It's a GP, it's gorgeous, rose gold and stainless chronograph. Absolutely beautiful. The, the, the bezel is a big piece of rose gold. Um, gorgeous. They want $2,500. I paid a hell of a lot less. I paid like, I think, $700 for it when I bought it. But I didn't realize it was small. That was the problem. Otherwise, I never would have let it out of my hands. It's just too small for me. Okay, then we run into Ferrari chronographs, which are really nice. You usually have a red or a yellow dial with the galloping horse, the, the braying horse at 12 o'clock. And in stainless, it looks like close to a 7,500 number of the chronograph. It's similar, 2,500 used, pre-owned, I should say. But what I was really trying to find was a 2,750 and then I was going to come back to that. So let me find it because I really like the 27. They also make this watch for women a lot cheaper in gold. And it's not a chronograph. The tonneau shape, it's solid gold. You can get it a whole lot less than you can get the men's. Okay, I haven't seen a 2750 yet and I'm still looking. Here we go. 2750. I like the dial better. It's a cooler looking dial. It's got not round pushers, but kind of squarish pushers. It's automatic. It looks, I, I mean, it looks so close that if you saw the pictures of the 2710, the 2750, you would know the difference. It took me to dig, dig, dig to figure it out. It's 36 millimeters without the crown. The other one's 34. Okay, so that's bigger. This is a much better size. Problem is the movement inside is not as good. The Lamagna is a better movement. So you tell me, you know, do you want the better movement? And you're going to say, who cares? And my answer is going to be, well, when you need service on it, you're going to care. And parts are probably more available for an ETA movement than the 2750 than the 2710. Plus the 2750 gets more money. I don't know why. For a stainless steel two-reg chrono, this one's automatic. The 2750 Richeville is, I'm looking at one at 
27, $2,777.50. Uh, let's see. Okay, now. Okay, here's a manual chrono. This is 2710. They want 2850. I, I, I don't know. I like the 28, 2710 better, but, you know, that's just me. You know, don't go by my taste. You look for yourself and make your own decisions. I see a lot of these Ferrari chronos. But I really wanted to get into the better, better GP stuff before this episode is up. So with that said, I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to find the really good stuff. The good, 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 good stuff. Because I'm telling you, GP is very expensive. If you look at the pre-owned market on GP, you'll see they command a lot of money. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Be right back, folks. While I go cuckoo, I'll be right back. Yeah, baby. Okay. All right, can we cool it with the music, please? Music, 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 maestro. Okay. So I left off talking about GP. I'm going to keep talking about GP till I can't talk anymore. So as you go up the chain, you're going to see more GP. A lot of it is sporty. You don't see as many dress watches um, as you would on some of these other ones. And they want a lot of money as you go up the chain, man. All right, here we go. Seahawk, one of my favorite GPs. Really like Seahawks. Seahawk was the GP sporty watch. And if you go look at old ones, they're not expensive at all. But you look at the newer ones, holy mackerel, are they expensive. Okay, so here's one. It's a Seahawk 2. It's a modern one. $49.92 is the model. It is all, it looks like titanium to me. Let's see what it is. Uh, is it titanium? He says, uh, I don't think this yo-yo knows what it is. Yeah, it doesn't say it says stainless steel, but it looks like titanium, but it's a 40 millimeter. It's very, very low key. It's a asymmetrical case where three to four to five is kind of bowed out with the crown being down at four o'clock. It has a power reserve on it. Very big hands with luminous in the center. Very clean, modern looking watch. But sporty. Looks like a um, looks like a diving watch of some kind. And they wanted 3000 plus 3156 pre-owned. Imagine what they go for new. And it's not just one. You can see lots of them. Now I keep bumping into these 1945s. They're not big. They're small. They're nice. But to me, I don't think it has enough uh, oomph for me. It's, I don't know. It's nice. It kind of looks like a tank. Kind of like a Cartier tank on a big fat bracelet. I'd like to see the size. 29 millimeters. So it's small. So you got to be ready for a small watch if you want that 1945. And they have it in gold. They have it in platinum. They have it in all kinds of materials. Okay. So I wanted to charge up the line here. And go to some better ones. Here's a 1945, but done as a world 
world limited 200 date automatic really nice with a gorgeous blue dial here's a 1945 that's a chronograph limited to 2000 pieces 3580 pre-owned here's another one automatic 35 these are the same thing the 1945 case now here's a 2710 reachville the chronograph i like but it's a two-tone and they want 3500 which i think is high but it's a great watch Here's that Seahawk, another one this time with a black dial. It looks just like a diver's watch. I mean, I would love to have it, but not for $3,700. To me, that's getting up there, getting way, 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 way up there. My gosh, they're charging a lot. But like I said, GP is in left field. You don't know Gerard Perigo. A lot of people don't. And yet their watches command the same quality and price and demand as like a Vacheron or a paddock. It's amazing. And they're kind of like in left field. Nobody, when you say Vacheron, paddock, automars, you don't put your repair going there. And that's because they had dropped their quality. And there's a lot of cheap Gerard Pergo stuff still running around from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Tons of it, if you look. But when you get to the better stuff, Mama Mia, it's expensive. And I'm seeing a lot of those 1945s again. I'm trying to look for some different. Different. I see a lot of these Seahawks, which is beautiful. The Ferrari chronographs, I see a lot of those. I see classic chronographs, but I'm really looking for some different. Like here's a here's a Ferrari with a black dot. Beautiful. Looks like a Bell and Ross with red red uh, hands for the registers and white hands on a black and white dial. Really nice. The model was forty four thirty two, four thousand dollars pre owned. Yeah. Yeah, gyromatic, they use that a lot. That's their automatic. They called it a gyromatic. So don't get thrown by that. Um, if I were GP and I were in the know, I would make these bigger. I would take that 1945 and make a big size with it. Like a 39, 40 millimeter. That would be nice. And they might have done that. I just don't know it. So let me look at a newer one. Get an idea here. Okay, so there's a 1945 XXL chronograph automatic. XXL may mean large. I don't know. Let's take a look. The dial's carbon. The size is 36 millimeters, so they definitely got bigger. And it's a beauty. Absolute beauty. Same case. Beautiful designs. I mean, GP is kind of like Ulysses Nardin and some of those others where they have really fantastic designs. Really modern beautiful design so if you're looking for a 1945 which is their model make sure the size um here's a beautiful gerard pergo richeville 27650 which is a three register chrono not a two so it's different and i got a, it's got a beautiful blue dial they want 4200 for this let's see what it says that's in russia um 2011 it came out 38 millimeters so it's big this is a big one and it's a three reg with date it's really nice but 4200 that's a think about what you could buy with that if you gave me a budget of 4200 i'm not going to buy that watch i'm going to buy three other watches somewhere else no that's the whole point of collecting <clears throat> if you got unlimited funds yeah go for it but if you want to be smart about it you want to buy you know strategic that's what I try to do. Always, 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 always. I will size up the market. I will see what's my best option and then either go or not go. Make my decision then. 
Okay, so we're in the 4,500 range, and we're still going. I'm seeing Seahawks. Here's a really nice Seahawk they made for BMW. That's a new one on me. Uh, yeah. It says, oh, no, this is not BMW. It's a racing. It says Golden Gate Yacht Club. Beautiful. GP. What a gorgeous dial. Their dial is like a carbon dial. It's got different registers and they're offset from each other. It's really cool. They want 4300 too, by the by. So that's the kind of watch that if you buy it, that's it. You buy that watch, you wear it all the time. It's not like you collect and you wear different watches. You buy that watch for that kind of money, you better wear it. And be careful with it too. Now, their big, um, their sport line was called Lariato. Lariato, Lariato, L-A-U-R-E-A-D-O-A-T-O, excuse me. And here's a chrono, 43 millimeters, so it's modern. And it kind of looks almost like a royal oak, but no rivets on the bezel. They want 4,500 for that pre-owned. Here's some Seahawks. There's a Ferrari, a flyback chrono, which is a really good one. Now, they're making most of their own movements these days, too, by the way. So their movements are phenomenal quality. Remember, GP invented quartz in like 68 so they're very good quality they just are a weird company that has not really come into their own until the 90s and then they man they took off all right here's one i think i would really like with a different dial of course here's a gp richville chronograph 2750 so it's the larger one in 18 karat gold and it is five thousand dollars pre-owned so imagine what new is on this thing um 38 by 36 so it's big it's beautiful it should be automatic it is the problem again is the movement is not the greatest it's okay but it's for what you're paying i mean this watch is just stunning the design it's a no shape with kind of squarish round pushers really beautiful that's see i'd go for that what was it because what was my budget 30 when i bought that watch it was 37 3800 i think so what I would do in this case is I would come back at this person and say, how about this? And what's the worst that can happen? No. That's very simple. I mean, nobody's bidding on it. It's supposed to be bidding at 5000 bucks. No one's bidding. No, no way. And then they have another Richville. It's a tank. It's called a, uh, what's the number? 2520. And it's a pretty plain tank, but nice. But is it worth five grand? Uh, I don't know about that one. I just don't. I like the 1945 a little better, but they have all these different dials and different configurations you can get it with. So you got to be careful what you're looking at. And don't just say, well, I want a 1945. Make sure it is what you want because there's all these different variations. Oh, here's a nice one. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. What is this? Gorgeous. Does it say BMW on it? He says. No, it's that it's that sailing one again. Oracle Chrono. Beautiful. What a dial. It's the Laureato. So it's got that kind of like a Royal Oak look to it, but it's got different colors on the dial, different. It's just really, really cool. I don't know how to describe it. It's big. It's on a strap. It's really cool. Uh, here's a modern Seahawk. This is killer. 
The number is 49960. It's a GP Seahawk. It uh, is more jewel-like in shape. It has a textured dial. It looks like chicken wire almost in silver, but beautiful. It has an, a reserve power indicator. goes down to 1,000 feet. The date is between 1 and 2, so you know this is not an ETA movement or anything because the date would not be up there. The sub-seconds is kind of in the middle of the dial, but it's a small sub-seconds around 10 o'clock. But it's, it's not near 10. It's more toward the center of the dial. And it's on a rubber strap that absolutely form fits right up, butts right up to the watch. Um, yeah, they're not saying much about it. What size are 44 millimeters? So it's big, 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 big. You got to have, I mean, it's just beautiful. And it doesn't look like anything else. And when you look at this, you know, this is rich. You know, this is high end. Just looking at it tells you. GP watches, especially their sport lines, are just fantastic. Here's another one. Seahawk 2, John Harrison Limited Edition. I have no idea who John Harrison is. 4991 white dial. It's with a band. It's again got the date at between 1 and 2. It says to John Harrison on the dial. It's the same thing. It's got a reserve power indicator at the bottom. It's got the sub-seconds exactly where that last one was. It's got a metal bracelet. It's a matte finish bezel. Big heavy bezel. Let's see what size. It's a really nice piece. Um, it's a GP in-house on Mac moving 48 hours of power reserve, sapphire crystal screwed on crown. Case size 43.5 millimeter. So it's big, big, big thickness, 14.9 millimeter. That's big too. Um, I don't know who John Harrison is, but I love him. It's a beautiful watch. It's too big for yours, truly. I don't like watches that big. That's another thing. If you don't like the newer sizes, the big sizes, look at older watches because they were more my normal size that I like. And that's kind of like where I would go. Here's a Ferrari in titanium. Here's another 2710 in two-tone. They want 5,700. That's that chronograph to know that I really like. And we are running out of time here too. So I'm into the more expensive stuff and I'm seeing a lot of Seahawks. I'm seeing Ferrari chronographs, the Laureato, Titanium, uh, World Time Ferrari chronograph at $6,000. A lot of Ferrari. That's how they made their bones was with Ferrari. But their stuff's great. And if you can find a really good deal on their stuff, I would say jump on, especially if it's in-house, an in-house movement. Oh boy, I love their stuff. It's totally different, but man, it is beautiful. Just beautiful. I mean, when you look at their better designs, that's why I'm not so crazy about the 1945 because it's kind of plain looking. It doesn't look like their newer stuff. It looks so cool. Their new designs are just stunning. They're very, I don't know how to describe them. I really don't. They're so nice. Okay, we got a couple minutes left. I want to get to more of these before I sign off and say bye-bye, everybody. Okay, we looked at these. I don't see a lot of like gold fancy dress watches from this company. You just don't. They're just, that's not their niche. Their niche is more of the sport market, and they have the 1945, which is their nod to a, a regular type of dress watch. I like the other ones. I like the Richemont. I always, that's what I always look at. Okay, here's a Laureato Quartz two-tone. Looks kind of like a Royal Oak. Similar. 
different band though. Uh, they want twelve thousand, thirteen thousand dollars new, and they'll take eighty five hundred. Which you know, this company doubles up on everything. So you must be aware of that because they are going to get you one way or another. And uh, eventually, I think I'm going to let out the name because you got to be careful where you're buying and who you're buying from. Here's a beauty, Laureata Royalty, World Limited. Got a gorgeous light blue dial. I think it's a woman's watch. Here's one, 34 million. These are women's watches. See, isn't that funny? That was my size, and now they're women's watches. So you get into the more expensive stuff, and we're really getting into some beautiful pieces. I got to get going, though. We're almost out of time. So let me finish by saying uh, Gerard Pergo is a really good brand. They're more sporty these days than they used to be. You can find tons of their dress watches from the 40s, 50s, 60s for a song and a dance. But they're plain looking. They don't look like much and they don't really have great movements in them. But they got the name and they were made by GP. But I like the newer stuff. I really do. Um, I have had GP stuff. I've been in love with it. The designs, the quality. When you take a really great watch and you put it in your hand and you feel it, you put it on your wrist, you can tell it's really good quality. You can tell it's really top notch. And this is right there with them. This is really good quality. The first one I really liked was a two-tone called a Seahawk in the 90s and it had a Pepsi a Pepsi bezel on it. it had blue and red on the bezel. It was a diver's watch with a dark blue dial. It was really cool. That was one of my favorites. Okay, we got to go. I do thank you so much for listening. As always, see you later. Lee Jackson signing off. King of the watches, baby. <laughs> <laughs>